Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. Did that hurt? Mm. Not enough. <sighs> Rusty. First, you know, we got in-season form going here. Conditioning, I'll be honest, fall camp, we didn't work a whole lot on it. What did we do in fall camp, Ryan? I don't think we had fall camp. Oh, That's shit. Prob- shit. <sighs> oh, shit. We didn't do fall camp. Oh, man. Just ca- call us old Miss football. Shit. <laughs> Just forgot it again. I thought it was that lock-in. Oh, Damn it. We're never going to make provost. Never. No, never going to make provost. Email our bosses about how we didn't have full camp. I remember what happened. We um we all got back injuries and had to go get surgery. Yeah, and now we're on recovery drugs. Mm-hmm. That's why we're like this. Mm-hmm. Because he is a human, I hope that Hugh Freeze becomes well and that he heals up. I did see him coaching from a hotel room. And started to have questions because I was like, if you're being kidnapped, you blink twice. Oh, I think this is his transition to become the first um, Jabba the Hutt coach. <laughs> Are you saying he's going to have like a like a sail barge? Yes, exactly. Yes. Here come the Liberty Salacious Crumbs. Sort of soaring through the tide water in this thing. This actually kind of works. You're like, hmm, con issues with Liberty University and with Hugh Freeze. Pro recruiting from a sail barge. Con rancor. Pro born again rancor. He's given he's given up his old ways. <laughs> it's okay, he's actually not that deadly because you can kill him just by shoving a bone into his mouth. Con, nude Hugh Freeze, pro Jerry Falwell Jr. in a chain bikini. <laughs> I said junior. Oh. No, it's yeah. just it's just you're gonna make it real now. <laughs> you're gonna make it all so yeah. real. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Oh God! Thanks. Anyway, okay. anyway. This point, I'm just trying to summon the meteor myself. <laughs> anyway, that's not what this episode is about at it all. It is now, fucko. <laughs> uh, first of all, welcome to the only college football podcast on these internets, the Shutdown Full Cast. Uh, we are we are all of a crew from uh, BannerSociety.com. That is our new, exciting, wonderful college football community endeavor concept brand and uh lifestyle i think it's lifestyle brand we can it's a lifestyle brand yes um non-threatening inflammation that's what i would describe it as it's the good kind of inflammation all my inflammations are threatening (laughs) but uh but uh, go ahead check us out there bandersociety.com subscribe to our newsletter which is superb it includes things like jason kurt just giving you like a watch grid for what to check up on this weekend it includes, you know, occasionally me throwing 800 words of nonsense in your inbox. It's got the whole crew. It's got Bud telling you how to, like, make money. Because Bud, but it, of all, like, there's two things you're going to get if you hang out with Bud Elliott, okay? You're going to get well-grilled meat and a very detailed ex- description of how he grilled said meat. Uh, and you're going to get, you're going to get profits if you gamble and you win with Bud. Legally. If you gamble legally with Bud. And you use those profits to buy more meat. 
it's a cycle. We call it the Elliott cycle. And uh, frankly, it's a winner, especially because public school kids, you only got to remember two things. That's it. Money and meat. Get the money, get the meat, get the money. Money and meat. Welcome to the University of Texas. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> notice, notice, money, meat. We didn't say anything about 10 wins, did we? Didn't say a darn thing about 10 wins. Um, we have uh, the topic today of my favorite thing, which is trying to celebrate college football players who are uh, that guy or who were just brilliant college football players who, I don't know, maybe that was it, y'all. Maybe you're, maybe you're just a college great, and then maybe you go on to just have a perfectly respectable, successful life, start a family, get a real job, maybe not get a real job and just open a bar. That's right? a real job. That's a hard job. It's a very hard job. Right. It's realer than our jobs. Totally. Maybe you go to maybe you go pro in something else is what we're saying. Okay. That's that's who we want to talk about. Because for years I've wanted to have this and I think we're gonna build it. We might need your help in building it. It's the people's Heisman. Title's a little problematic, y'all, because turns out Heisman Trust, it's kind of their thing. They're a little sensitive about its use. They don't like you to sell it, make money off of it mention it, or even talk about who you're going to vote for before you do it, which is, as a Heisman voter, I disagree with that policy, all right? But they don't like you to talk about it. That's how sensitive they are about it. But the concept needs that to just sort of frame what we're talking about here. Are we talking about players who were great in some instances? Yeah. Yeah. In some instances, we're talking about players who were legitimately great in college. Are we talking about people who were great as pros? Probably not. Probably not. This was probably the peak for y'all, right? Like, he could win the actual Heisman, but if I had to give you a prototype for that this year, right? I mean, Felipe Franks Felipe Franks is going to have a good year, statistically speaking. Felipe Franks probably won't be starting for the New York Jets. Actually, that's a terrible comparison. No, they, they, they've kind of got it together, but you could say the Cincinnati Bengals... Mm, yeah, might start for the Bengals a couple games. Could you see him creep in on the Texans sideline every now I could, and then? I could definitely see him making the Raiders. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> this guy. Felipe Franks. I like that he only has one initial and he gets two names out of it. That's efficiency. People who are NFL first type people, I'm just going to go ahead and issue the grave warning, right? From beyond the veil of college. Like, wh- where did we first see the backup quarterback for the Oakland Raiders playing football where uh, he... First? Yeah, where did, where did we first see him? That'd be the University of Tennessee, right? That's right, that's right. That's where Nathan we first Pe- saw Nathan Peterman, the quarterback in question. Mm-hmm. And what what did he do there? Turnovers. Don't give him a... No, I veto this. What? I'm he's always, not a people's Heisman. He's not getting a people's Heisman. Okay. I'm issuing a warning about why people should pay attention to us. Because we saw it first, y'all. We knew it was going to happen. All right. So can I ask some clarifying questions about the people's Heisman? Just sure. Sure. Before we get into like watch lists and yeah. who like, because yeah. what I'm, what I'm going to do is we're going to go ahead and hand out retroactively the people's Heisman for 2014 to 2018. Okay. 
just to give you an idea. But first, okay. let's go over a couple of questions. Okay. So here's here's what I think will help me and maybe help the audience as well. I have five and a half names, and you'll see why I say half. And I want you to. One I, of them is Nick Saban. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you that I'm gonna give them to you, and you tell me if they qualify. He's not as, tall. As at least not necessarily like the winner from their year, but like oh yeah, they would have been in the running. Yeah. Okay. L. Roberson, Kansas, Kansas State quarterback. Absolutely, L. Roberson would have been a uh, People's Heisman finalist for sure. Okay. Uh, Stephen Garcia. Yes. First ballot Hall of Famer. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Mall make a lo- sword, listen, a mall yeah. sword collection is like a Candyland shortcut to the People's Heisman Hall of Fame. Ab- absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Let me let me make it a little harder now. Khalil Mack. Is he too good to be People's Heisman? Yes. Yeah, he's too yeah, good. yeah. Too, okay. too good, too successful. Like, he was traded. Which, it's a nice problem to have. Also, uh, going on to blow up in the NFL and enjoy right. genuine NFL success. That that's enough of a reward. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, because we're Medill grads, the Autry brothers. Mm. I'm going to say that because it's the People's Heisman, we can't entertain a Northwestern player. Okay, uh, yeah, we, that wouldn't be objective. It's not. It's not. Yeah, cla- like class however, class warfare is a factor however, here. Ca- counterpoint: Isaiah Bowser. Yeah. He's a. We'll put but him on let's the, see how this season goes. He's on the watch list this year for sure. It, I will say this: you know how the path to heaven is, is but narrow for the rich man. Right. The path to the people's Heisman real squeaky narrow for a Northwestern grad. Right. Right. Um. All right, my last one: Rodrigo Blankenship. Mm. Maybe too good. Yeah, I mean, he was pretty good. Like all he really did besides be good was wear glasses. Okay, what about what about Wisconsin's kicker from a couple years ago, Rafael Gaglianone? I think uh, his name was. Yeah, aka Big Chief. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's a better one. Okay. Yeah, that's a that's a much better one, especially because the people's Heisman will not depend on, but will definitely reward quirk. Uh, abnormal size in either direction. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, or flair. So. I, Bonus entry then. Brad Wing, people's Heisman? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Like, okay. like Brad Wing actually, Brad Wing probably would have won the people's Heisman that year. Yeah. Like I would have had no problem turning the whole thing over to him because, um, because the minute that you get a touchdown called back for taunting on a fake punt as an Aussie punter at right. LSU, consider the layers I just gave you. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a tiramisu that I'm going to ha- go ahead and put on my plate. Let's do it. Okay. Thank you. That's that is actually very helpful because now we triangulated. I, now I have a good sense of like yeah, the it's basically this very specific intersection of good, not great, fun and uh a little quirky personality. Yeah, I mean, okay. I, personality I, I will driven. say this, you can be real close to great. Yeah, you I mean, can Brad, be a great Brad Wing was terrific. You can sure be is. a great college football player. Right. There were there were situational circumstances to Brad Wing's greatness, by which I mean having a touchdown called back right. as a special teamer um, that transcended uh, due to their like impact, that transcended his actual skill, which is very high. Right. But like 
Randy Moss is far too good to be a people's Heisman, right? Like when you are actually at the Heisman ceremony, yeah, you you can't yeah. you you've sort of trans you've sort of eliminated yourself from people's Heisman. Cont- Correct. Uh, like okay. like Rand- right. Well, unless see the. I'm not sure there's a blanket protocol we can put over everything because the exception that I would put to say a Heisman ceremony proviso is a defensive player who gets a token invitation to the Heisman ceremony. Right. Yeah. Who's, I mean, who's, 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 who's like our best example of that? Of somebody who could appear at both. Correct. Right. But who's, yeah. Who's like a, like, um, honey badger. Would he be close to that? Yeah, uh, yeah. Matthew would be close to that. Moss okay. is very Ma- Moss is very close to that because of the route he took, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Like right. he he was just destroying people at Marshall, right? right? Right. And doing so with like immense flair. I think he's really close to it. I think like any number air raid quarterbacks. Like if you went back and looked, you're like, oh god, he threw for five thousand yards and like eighty touchdowns. Graham Harrell, y'all. You know, he he wore like a cute Christmas sweater before that was entirely too common. Yeah, right. that's uh, like Graham Harrell or B.J. Simons. Like, yeah, I think that's like you could definitely have any of them there. You know, like I would I would include like another player who to me, like, you know, if I were to give you a prototypical guy, um, you know, Eric Dungy. Eric Dungy at Syracuse was great. Eric Dungy did some things that no pro should do in any sport. Right. At quarterback, yet he was brilliant on his own terms and statistically pretty good. So I, I think what we're trying to do with the people's Heisman is give you somebody who is underappreciated, who is charismatic, who is you know generally beloved by their team right. or at least respected and feared. Yeah, that is where I would that is where I would put up a fence uh, uh, or a roadblock in front of the Moss thing. He was never underappreciated. Yeah. You know, like if I were to give you under not once he got to college anyway. You know, like it, Iowa State. I'm gonna I'm gonna speak to your hearts here. Troy Davis. He was at the Heisman. He got votes. He, he was like five two, right? Right. But a dervish, just an right. unstoppable whirlwind of a man on the football field. He he gets prime consideration for a people's Heisman retroactively. Who was Mississippi State's little bowling ball running back? From uh, played with Dak Prescott, I can't remember his name. I don't know who you're talking about, but that just reminded me of Rennie Curran at Georgia. Would probably also be another one that I'd throw in there. Right. Yeah, but you're talking you're talking about like five six five six like Thunder Wonder. Like if you've been described as a bowling ball, I'm gonna look yeah. it up because this is going to drive me insane. It, it will drive it will drive you mad, please, because it's also going to drive me mad. By the way, People's Heisman, you're you're talking about a particularly charismatic like pairing of running back and quarterback that's a great place to go ahead and look for people's heisman candidates because you might have a quarterback who goes on to the nfl and you might have a running back you rarely have both in a good duo and when that happens look at the one who didn't go to the pros or didn't pan out in the nfl that's probably the person we'd nominate i have a real good nominate nominee in that sort of format for so i found this running back okay it's Josh Robinson. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't remember him at all. Five nine two fifteen. Oh um, wow. He he uh, got f- uh, about sixteen hundred yards from scrimmage and twelve touchdowns for that 2014 Mississippi State team, which, if memory serves, was the first team to ever get the number one ranking by the College Football Playoff Committee. 
Wow. Yeah. There's actually the state of Mississippi figures in the, uh, the retroactive people's Heisman that uh, I just sketched out before the program. Uh, at one point, remember, in the top three we had, or top five, we had Mississippi State and Ole Miss. And the world, shockingly, did not enter Armageddon phase at that point, somehow. Did either of them make the playoff? No. No, they did not. No. Was, no. was it because one knocked the other out in the Egg Bowl? Eh, it didn't help, but probably wasn't happening did, either. Didn't didn't really help. And uh, was it also, by the way, just a relatively meaningless win for that other team? Yeah. On the board, it was pretty yeah. meaningless considering yeah. potential outcomes. Was it meaningless in the heart? Never. 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 I oh, mean, hey, my- everybody. How are we doing? Oh, good <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Jason Kirk out of goddamn nowhere. I was, uh, I, I, was, I was detained by a project I had to wrap up and uh, also putting out the fires of the read option watch grid where 11 of 11 people who've contacted me so far want it to go back to the way it was. I have an uprising on my hands uh, dealing with conservative factions who can't handle change. So uh, I think I'm going to be forced into uh, forced into reverting it to its 2018 and previous form. Coward. That's what I have going on. Coward. I figured you for a quitter, Jason. <laughs> I, 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 I am a... Uh, I'm a democratic leader is what it is. Coward. The public has decided in the spirit of the people's Heisman, the public has decided. I had a comment and a question. I try, I've tried to l- listen to keep up. Did we decide that Heisman finalists are, are ineligible for the people's Heisman? For the most part, although I would like to throw in an exception for somebody like a defensive player who gets a token invite. Mm-hmm. Okay, like, so only defensive players and linemen, like who we know don't actually have a chance to win. But like it, Ndamukong Sue would not qualify because a he had like a decent case that year and b probably too good right Correct. i think sue is the hands down winner for that year he didn't even get invited did he to the heisman ceremony was he invited i don't remember if he was or not i would have to check but i would just maintain that like that actually is on the heisman that ain't on us that's right? true like that's 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 like that's their mistake Right. Okay. Yeah. Like we're going to appreciate the player on their own merits, right? So, is and there Frank, ever a potential case in which a player could win both? There I would is a say potential. no. I would say no. But then, I that's mean, making it contingent on them. If I'm handing it out, I would say it could happen. The closest case for me here, if I had to put it on there, like, uh, would be Randy Moss. If I was just thinking about it, because Randy Moss was already a legend who was never going to win the Heisman or be allowed to win the Heisman out of Marshall. Right. So I would cap him for either one and be completely happy and fine with it. There's a couple of cases, like a couple of the recent cases where I think in another year, the person that I chose for the people's Heisman could have been invited to the old Heisman ceremony. Right. Mm -hmm. And the, the, the example that I name will be pretty clear. I just think like they got crowded out by people on teams with better records or team or you know people who put up more numbers against like lax competition you'll see but like i think it is it has to be categorically possible because i don't want the heisman to determine who gets it like we want to celebrate somebody who is we can celebrate somebody who's scary good i think it helps if that scary kind of good is either underappreciated or it's like the Bo Wallace kind of scary, the Stephen Garcia kind of scary, where right. you're like, I don't know what's going to happen, this y'all. This is combustible in all directions. Um, and Domikinso was was a finalist. There were five finalists that year, so he did get an invite. He finished fourth in the voting, but he got like a decent number of first place votes. 
Um, and then you remember that Mark Ingram won it and Toby Gerhardt was second. You're like, this could <laughs> this could have been so much that more. Happened. This could have been so much more. It's not even like, oh, he clearly deserved it more than they did because I'm not trying to like really dunk on them now. Yeah. But it's it's it could have been so much more awesome to just been like, yeah, two perfectly fine running backs in very running back friendly systems and schemes. Too bad. We're giving it to the D lineman and we're right. putting him over the quarterback who only beat him in the conference championship game because he bent time. Ryan, you threw out an adjective there just a second ago that I think may be the key to uh, to discerning the committee's feelings, the People's Heisman Committee feelings about any given player. Combustibility, mm-hmm. which can <laughs> which can be real good and it can be real bad. Yeah. And either way, I think we have a marked appreciation for it. Do we need we need to put together like a, a threat matrix? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like memorability is key here. Right. Because mm-hmm. like think of the number one draft picks where you're like, oh yeah, that dude was awesome in college. Well what'd he do? Uh well he had large stats and he won some games. But like do you remember things he said, things he did? Like do you have mm-hmm. a gif? You know what I mean? Like I think you need that stuff. I think um, that that's I definitely also, a strong portion of the resume. Yeah. Like Cardale Jones to do a recent one. Yes. Three game legend. Yes. That's all he needed. <laughs> my my other question, which might have been addressed, and forgive me if so, this is excellent audio. Sure. Way. Uh, have we discussed the name potentially evolving down the line? We haven't gotten to that yet. No. Okay. Which it, what, if we were to say hand out an actual trophy, <laughs> like we couldn't, like the Heisman people, I think Spencer, no. you referenced this, like they yeah. would assassinate us. So I think yeah. eventually we would need to find a name. Uh, also because we don't want this trophy to be tarnished uh, by the Heisman. Yeah. Which typically only goes to running backs and quarterbacks, right? Like running backs, quarterbacks. I can't think of a time when it's been awarded to a player who wasn't <laughs> a running back or a quarterback, frankly. I mean, who was the this last? Is, our trophy is the Antichrist trophy, but the Antichrist doesn't call himself the Antichrist. That'd be a little obvious and on the news. Yeah, he's Dwayne. <laughs> Dwayne. Dwayne Antichrist. Hey. Oh, man, hey. it's going to be a real bummer if The Rock turns out to be the Antichrist. No, no, no. Listen, listen. Did you ever read all those tribulation books? The Antichrist is going to be beautiful. He mm-hmm. might be it. Mm-hmm. He shall have swole traps. Oh, yeah. All right. I'm going to do the numberology and get back to y'all. <laughs> okay. All right. You work on, you work on the numerology. He literally has a beast tattooed on his arm. No, this uh, this is worrying. <laughs> Journey to which mountain, anybody? Uh, the Rock, I'm sorry that we said you're the Antichrist. No, but we said it was because you're beautiful. That's true. It is as as Antichrist labels go. This one is flattering. The when Rock is going the to post an I'm not... <laughs> the Rock is going to post an I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed Instagram video, and we're all going to feel really bad. And then Elizabeth Warren's going to hate us, too. This is complicated. Moving on. Yeah. So I wanted to go ahead and sort of make the case and just give you an idea. Okay. We'll we'll talk about people who definitely have the potential to win the people's Heisman or whatever y'all help us call it because we're going to ask for your help in picking the name for this and discuss kind of how we're going to do it. But in addition to that, I was going to go ahead and just set the table by giving you a little simulation, if the People's Heisman had been handed out for like the last five years, who we would be looking at, right, in competition. That means we start with 2014 
And I think like this, we're off to a, like a bang and start here because this should drive home sort of what we're looking at in terms of players. All right. 2014. Oh yeah. Guess who wins the people's Heisman? That's Dr. Bo. Bo Wallace of Ole Miss in 2014. Doctors have won all kinds of awards before being stripped of their licenses. It's true. <laughs> Doctors have also lost some patients on the table and made some miraculous saves. You should, to learn more, you should watch the documentary, The Fugitive. <laughs> that's that's the Bo Wallace story in full. I'm not going to tell you which character he is by scene. He's, prob- he's probably Tommy Lee Jones. I don't care! <laughs> <laughs> throws, throws three picks against Arkansas. I don't care! He did that, by the way, but let's go ahead and go over the full arc of things here, okay? At one point, Ole Miss in 2014 did something they had just, like, almost never done, which was go 7-0, and rise to the rank of three. Three. Gross. All right? Do that again. The ranking or the rolling? The rolling. Don't do that again. Don't do that while you're sitting next to me. There's like a fine mist. Okay. We'll put up a spit shield. Your, co- your co-worker is now, so she can file a complaint against you for that. It's so moist. That's true. Speaking speaking of wet and ready, Dr. God. Bo Wallace. God. 7-0. and, oh. and This is the team, by the way. If you'll remember, 23-17 victory trash show. over the University of Alabama. A shocker. Pulled off by who? Yep, that's right. Three-star prospect, Bo Wallace. At 7-0, Ole Miss was primed with Bo Wallace playing occasionally daring, sometimes speculative football, but leading the Rebels to greatness. Um, They lost four of their last six at that point, which is where we get to peak Bo Wallace and peak Ole Miss all at the same time, including a 30-0 loss to Arkansas and... A bowl loss to TCU, which is still one of the worst beatings I have ever seen in a bowl game. Uh, I think bowl we talk. I think we talk about that on the uh, bowl bowl season blood week episode. We do, we do. Yeah, this is where he goes. Uh, he goes zero touchdowns, three interceptions, only throws for 109 yards. Clearly has no clue what he's looking at. These aren't interceptions, by the way. That are I don't know. You know, like that's a one on one situation, and the DB one. No, I'm talking air mailing him. Like straight to guys he just did not see in coverage. But, but here's where he wins the People's Heisman and redeems himself. That's correct. With an Egg Bowl victory over Mississippi State. Helping to cripple Mississippi State's larger ambitions in terms of, uh, in terms of bowl season and championships. In addition to that, uh, you know, winning the Egg Bowl and, and helping destroy Mississippi State season. What more? What more could I do to argue? For him as a people's Heisman, than his brilliant and sometimes erratic play, his not playing in the NFL currently, his magnificent victory over Alabama, and uh, just for color, you know, losing 30 to nothing to Arkansas in the same season. <laughs> not a great Arkansas team either, by the way. 2015. This one I just gave to like I, I like occasionally you just pick a good player who was kind of colorful who didn't get enough pub. Zach Cunningham of Vandy. You remember Zach Cunningham? Yeah, he's a monster for Vandy that year, an absolute beast. And there's like a long tradition of like like Jamie Winborn guys who went to Vandy and just you know. You guys remember? You have to remember there was a period of a couple of years in which we all felt 
regular sympathy for Jay Cutler. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was Cutler and then it was guys like Jamie Winborn and finally like Zach Cunningham. If you'll remember. Zach Stacy too. Yeah. Yeah. Zach Stacy. But uh, Zach Cunningham makes a game winning tackle against Georgia. If you'll remember in the open field, he was just a brilliant linebacker who, you know, did not go on to first round greatness, but I would definitely include in there because every time I watch Vanderbilt, you're just like, yeah, that guy, I, I don't know what you do with him. Holly, can you confirm that you have seen Spencer wearing socks in the last, let's say three days? I actually have a story to tell about that. I put up a picture of the shutdown full cat on Instagram yesterday and Spencer was in the background and a student of one of our readers uh, who was a fan of the shutdown full cat noticed and I did not and sent me a note that said, hey, what's going on with Spencer's feet? And the reason she was confused is because he was visibly wearing Bomba socks in the photo. It's important to note that this was not staged. This this was not some like clever spawn con, mostly because... We can barely get Spencer to do, you know, the work things we need him to do, much less wear socks. Correct. Spencer is currently 27 hours past deadline, but he's got socks on. Progress. So what we're learning here is basically that Bombas is better at its job than I am at mine. Which, that's not hard. That's not hard. Uh, how do they do it? How? Well, they just, you know get the most comfortable socks possible. They take away all the things you wouldn't like about socks, like the fact that socks get stretchy and weird. Bombas doesn't do that. The fact that socks have that super uncomfortable seam at the toe. Bombas doesn't have that. The fact that socks can be really easy to mix up if you have multiple people living in your house and are trying to do the laundry. Nope. Bombas has a little label that tells you easily when it's flipped what color they are. Or what size they are. Why did I bring up colors? Because Bombas also comes in all kinds of cool patterns and colors and variants and, you know, different, different, what would you call it? A varietal of sock? Is tube a varietal of sock? A, a spectrum of sock, of socularity. I will also say as a different, those of you who've been with us for a little bit will remember that I'm a different kind of sock idiot that I just don't know where to buy socks. Um, I, I blossomed into another phase of sock idiocy last week when, uh, I had noticed putting on my socks that one of them said L and I thought, oh, these are the labels Ryan was talking about. These are the large socks. That's handy. Uh, cause I got big old hilljack feet. And then I noticed when taking them off that they actually say R and L. There's a right and left sock. I had them on the wrong feet. Were they still comfy? Shit. Yeah. If I can't convince you to buy socks that Holly can put on the wrong feet and feel totally fine, Spencer will put on his feet at all, which is honestly something of a miracle of science. If that all won't convince you, like, I don't know, would you like 20% off your first purchase? Because we'll give it to you. You go to bombas.com slash shutdown, B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash shutdown. We'll just go ahead. We'll knock 20% off your first purchase. You're welcome. We're here to help you. 
Hey, I'm Neil Patel, editor-in-chief of The Verge, host of The Vergecast. We've been revamping The Vergecast more and more lately, and we're coming out with episodes twice a week, sometimes even a third bonus episode. On Tuesdays, I talk to influential people around the world of tech, like Microsoft founder Bill Gates and other tech execs like the founder of Lime Scooters, the CEO of Beyond Meat. We've also been talking to a lot of reporters and academics about the major pressing policy issues in tech, like Facebook's content moderation, they're not doing great, YouTube's harassment plan, or lack thereof, and whether or not the government should break up Amazon, which... Maybe it should. And then every Friday, I sit down with executive editor Dieter Bone and Paul Miller for our chat show. We cover the latest in tech news and product reviews. We bring in our other reporters from around the Verge. That show is a party. You should listen to it. You can hear all that and more if you subscribe to the Vergecast wherever you get your podcast. We'd love for you to listen and join us. So again, subscribe to the Vergecast wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you there. 2016's uh, People's Heisman winner, a little more colorful. And I think like a really cool story in a player who... I, I will set up this thusly had a cool story because he just like had a very, very hard life, went to USF and became a quarterback who was more productive than I even remembered and who was just beloved by USF fans and by people who just happened to watch him play. Um, he wasn't ever going to be a real NFL quarterback prospect. And that was fine because Quentin Flowers, the 2016 winner of the people's Heisman, um, just did nothing but put up astonishing numbers for a USF team. Like year, like week in and week out, year in and year out. In 2016, he throws for 2,800 yards and 24 TDs. He runs for 1,500 and has 18 TDs. But most importantly, he plays in the same backfield with another guy who could have won the People's Heisman in theory, Marlon Mack. Do you remember Marlon Mack? Sure. Yeah. This is the, like, if you told me, what do you miss about not having the NCAA football game around? It would be not getting to play with 2015, 16, 17 USF running the read option and the spread option out of the backfield for USF. We yeah, you would, you would have to sim through your defensive series, but that would be very fun. That's, that's fine. It's basically what I do anyway. <laughs> that's fine. That would be that would be incredible. Also, awesome dude. Like, awesome dude who was just really, really fun to watch. He is one of the reasons that I believe it was the 2017 US, uh, USF-UCF game just caught fire and didn't stop burning for three hours. And the final score was something like 52-51, including like four lead changes in the last three minutes. Quentin Flowers is part of that greatness. So there you go. People's champion. Quentin Flowers. See, you can pick a good player for the People's Heisman, right? But uh, and you can even pick a great player. I just think that like college has to be the preference here, and there has to be no sort of future hope of like athletic recognition. Which for for you know Quentin Flowers, who was a mobile quarterback with really good arm and just like a very charismatic team player, wasn't really going to happen at the NFL level, right? Or the CFL level for that matter. 2017 is kind of a special case, but I think that if I explain it to you, you'll get it. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. 2017's winner is Joel Lanning. Oh, okay. Joel Lanning. Why? Of, of Iowa State. And here's why. He played for two years for Iowa State um, as quarterback. And then in 2016, he also played wide receiver because they need him to move there. And uh, he was a running back. Like he 
He moved around between three positions while he was at Iowa State. And in 2017, when Jacob Park took over at starting quarterback, he didn't move to wide receiver. He moved to middle linebacker from quarterback. I don't know anyone else who'd ever done this and was not even granted a starting position. He just wanted to play. And Joel Lanning played on special teams. He was for a time like a back in the Wildcat. But then he just sort of learned to play linebacker on the spot and played in 12 games and had 114 tackles, including 20 against Texas. Dude had 20 tackles a year after playing quarterback for Iowa State. He fucked Oklahoma up in that game, too. Oh, yeah. He was a monster. His line in that, he uh, first of all, he played two positions in that game. He had a sack. He had a fumble recovery. He had eight tackles. Uh, and he ran for 35 yards. Did I forget anything? Yeah, I did. Because he also passed the ball in that game twice for 25 yards. <laughs> what, what more do I need to sell you on the brilliance of Joel Lanning? As the 2017 People's Heisman. This year we do have a quarterback who moved to linebacker. I'm trying to find which team it is. I saw it just a couple days ago. Um, I only say that to say we could see the proud lineage of Joel Lanning continued this season somewhere. Um, I think <laughs> 20 it's tackles! At, I th- it's at UNC. Because, uh, yeah, this is yeah, going around right. because it's Mac Brown who did it. Mac Brown, again, decides Chaz. a quarterback should play defense instead. The dude's name is Chaz. Mm-hmm. So if somebody can get Chaz to transfer and play quarterback for your team, you'll win 10 games, and that guy will probably get the actual Heisman. Oh, that may be sad. Um, I am a little surprised you didn't go with Khalil Tate for 2016. That's, you know, I my my abiding affection for Quentin Flowers really did that. Yeah. Right. Also, like Khalil Tate is still like kind of in the league and has, you know, has parts. No, of, like, I, g- I get it. I get it. Yeah. He'd be a two or three time finalist. Right. Right. Oh, definitely. Maybe like, not, maybe not last year. So maybe two time. <laughs> depending on how this year goes. He's off yeah. to a hot start. this Huff, year. So. Yeah. Right. Right. Like one one hundred percent. Yeah. I, I don't think you get. um yeah, you know, that's that's the problem though, is that like he's not quite done and he didn't really like what he only, did he did he have six games? Something like that, yeah. Something like that. That doesn't make him ineligible. I'm just saying that, you know, Quint Fla- Quint Flowers is in my heart, y'all. Okay. And not just because I want to tear people up in a video game they haven't made for years with him and Marlon Mack in the backfield. All right. 2018. You know, this is like if you want to have a if you want to have a back to back winner here, the best candidate I can think of is Jason Kirk's golden boy out there just shining in the Pacific, just just repping his new home state of Hawaii. And that'd be Cole McDonald. My two oh, sons I, are very different, <laughs> Joe Burrow and Cole McDonald. Yeah, I really thought you were going to say Joe Brothers Burrow. Brothers off are. They have they have uh, received a, a differing amount of sunshine for one thing. <laughs> Very. <laughs> they take to it a little differently. <laughs> they have a they have a wildly varying degree of tattoos. 
Yeah. As in, I don't know if Joe Burrow has one, and Cole McDonald is a tattoo. Okay. This is that this is that thing you do where you like they've combined for. It's yes. like when when Serena played Maria Sharapova the other night. The broadcast was like they've combined for two <laughs> two hundred and seventy eight weeks at number one. It's like Maria Sharapova had twenty of those. Let's take Cole's passing yardage and Joe's rushing yardage against Georgia mm-hmm. to create the the perfect college football the player. perfect player and just prorate that out right across 13 games to greatness yeah last year was a strong strong crew of potential candidates hard to pick one because Gardner Minshew's sitting right there right Gardner Minshew's got a headband I mean he might be the choice I think he's probably the choice I mean up there with foresight we could probably go ahead and say you know Cole's got another year Cole opened strong by the way (laughs) (laughs) his candidate for the people's Heisman Cole's, Cole's the 2019 leader, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so maybe we just said, hey, son, you wait a year. And that trophy's probably going to be yours. We'll give this to we'll give this to Gardner Minshew with his captain check down. That man hit a running back in the flat for three yards harder than anybody I have ever seen. More decisively and with more flair, like bang, second and seven, y'all. Let's go. But yeah, strong class last year. Tough picks. I think I'd... Benny Snell would have been a good competitor last year, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Benny Snell is also extremely strong. You know, he might be, you know, pending, right? Like, he might right. be too He might be too good. Right. Right. Pending, pending NFL performance to really sort of be a Heisman, people's Heisman shoe in. But on the whole, yeah, I, I would go ahead and put him on the watch list for sure. The, 2000, the 2019 leader in the clubhouse... Jason's right. It's it's Cole McDonald, y'all. <laughs> it's gotta be. This is not helpful necessarily, but I'm not gonna start being oh, helpful out of character for us. I know. The first name, when you told us this is the episode we were doing, the first name that came to my mind, Chucky Keaton. Absolutely. Yes. First year, first year Chucky Keaton. Yes, absolutely. Mostly because to Jason's point about memorability. I have such crystal clear memories of watching his first ever game, which is on the road against Auburn the year after they won the national championship with Cam. Uh, going back and looking at this game, I do. does anybody remember what Auburn was ranked going into it? Mm, pretty high up, were they not? Give Go ahead. Throw me a guess. This is, again, a team Three, that is four, just... Four? Three? They were 23rd. Never mind. So less than. (laughs) Everybody so clearly looked at this Auburn team, saw Cam, saw Gene Chizik, and was like, nope. I know where (laughs) I put my chips. The the defending national champion comes in 23rd, and they very nearly lose to Chucky Keaton. Um, Utah State, on the road, has a 10-point lead with 3.38 to play. And they they just couldn't hold on to it at the end, but like he had an extremely snake bit career, but kept doing this throughout his career. Later on, he uh, narrowly loses to Wisconsin on the road, to USC on the road. He did beat USC in OT in 2012, tore his knee one million times, and uh, from what I from what I can tell, is now a grad assistant at Texas Tech. Yeah, he got into coaching. I think he was at, uh, I think he actually did it at Utah State for a couple years. Yeah. 
um, started while he was rehabbing. But yeah, now he's uh, he's in Lubbock. So I think Chucky has three different points in his favor. One is he's he's good in an obscure way, right? right. Like you right. can only be so big yeah. of a star in Logan, Utah. Two is he was around for five years. Correct. That's a lot of memories, and that also means uh, the NFL didn't come calling after three. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is important. Um, and third is his name is Chucky, which is uh, fun to Always say. Good. It's yeah. yeah. If, it, if he's just like Charles Chuck, Keaton, Chuck Keaton. Yeah, it's not. It's not as good. Charlie Keaton. Yeah. Chad Ch- yeah. Keaton. Right. Right. Mm-mm. Yeah. It's fair to say that the couch is the most important part of the college football TV watchers' home, right? Yes, because the couch is where your butt goes. People are probably thinking, what about the the roof and the ceiling? Like, your butt doesn't go there. I'm from West Virginia. You don't need a roof to watch football. You need a couch. If you you can get a roof too, great. But you got to start with the couch, and you might as well start with the burrow couch. Let me tell you why. These suckers naturally scratch and stain resistant. If you have an animal in your house, and by an animal I mean a Spencer Hall. I was going to say. They have sturdy hardwood frames. You don't need some cheapo couch that's going to get destroyed when he plops down on it. No. Do I have to cover my current couch with blankets like some kind of poor person who's ashamed of their furniture when Spencer comes over to watch games? Yes, I do. Would I prefer not to do that? Well, sure, but I don't have scratch and stain resistant fabric, do I? They even have soft, non-toxic foam cushions, which is important because will Spencer accidentally eat a couch cushion? He might. Yeah, he'll eat anything. He's like a goat. Spencer, would you eat a couch cushion? Absolutely. Now they're offering them in leather as well. If you want want to go that route, Spencer does not deserve leather, but you can offer that to him if you want. And there's a built-in USB charger, because you know what Spencer never has? A way to charge his phone. Wait, what, like in the... Wait, like in the armrest? Like in the couch, yeah. This is not a bit. I've never seen a couch with a USB charger. So you can get $75 off a new sofa and free one-week shipping if you go to burrow.com slash shutdown, B-U-R-R-O-W dot com slash shutdown. All right, West Virginians, don't forget, the couch plugs in. So finally something for use on those outdoor porch outlets besides your daiquiri machine. But also your daiquiri machine. Oh, yeah, that goes in the other outlet. This is Kara Swisher. I want to tell you about my podcast, Recode Decode. Every week, we have candid, in-depth conversations with people like Elon Musk, Nancy Pelosi, and Kathy Griffin. We talk about how they got to where they are today and how their work is changing our world. New episodes of Recode Decode are released every Monday and Wednesday, and we often have bonus episodes on Friday. Subscribe for free to be the first to hear them on Apple Podcasts or in your favorite podcast app. Can I uh, can I give you guys a throwback? Yes. Uh, a further throwback than that. So I've been um, in my quest to pepper the Banner Society Instagram with lots of entertaining pictures of beloved players and coaches and broadcasters past. I've been going through uh, the hard drives on all my old laptops. And it, it's there's a different connotation with it now. Obviously, we have a lot of respect for him now for different reasons. But at the time that he was a player, do you guys remember how we all felt about Colin Kaepernick? Loved him. Yeah, I have. I've, I found this because I remember, you know, we had the, we named him the angry ostrich very early on. But I have, uh, I, I found like photoshops from the Yahoo days of like his head photoshopped onto an ostrich with a big old rhinestone pistol on his hip. 
Um, but that's that's somebody from like the what would have that been? Oh eight, oh nine, oh seven, oh eight. A little bit later, I think. He but, was, I think he's like oh nine. But yeah, uh, Colin Kaepernick in his Nevada days is probably the first, the first time I remember as a <laughs> sports professional person. Uh, arguing with people to pay attention to a guy just because we like to watch him, not necessarily because he was a world beater. Anyway, that's all. No, I mean, he's he's a good throwback. I had another one in mind when I think of players. So I go, oh, yeah, uh, Ricky Stanzi. Yes. <laughs> Ricky Stanzi. See, I was going to go same region, but I was going to say Seneca Wallace. Yeah. Seneca Wallace might be too good. Yeah. Both. Yeah. I mean, Seneca Wallace, you know, the strongest thing he has is that he got Iowa State to like within striking distance of the number one spot, and then uh, Iowa State happened. Oh, oh, okay. Hang on, that reminds me because recording a, I mean, I guess this this used to be more re- remarkable because now everybody has GarageBand and can do it themselves. But there was a time in which I think recording a rap album as a player would automatically get you, or really any kind of musical album would get you. Uh, into a, a high ballot consideration for people's Heisman. And to that end, I submit Matt Grothy. Oh, you, I, I, I would, I would Do go y'all ahead. remember Matt Grothy's rap? Yes. Okay. I also remember that he used to go get like, he used to go get like 1500 to 2000 calories worth of Chick-fil-A after practice every day. That was his thing. And he, he had to, he needed that. <laughs> to heal your soul after a USF football practice. Another guy in terms of throwback who would be on here, just like two names, Malcolm Kelly, another important rapper and wide receiver for Oklahoma. If you remember him, he's the holla at, holla at me stoops, right? <laughs> Sitting sideways, doing like the best Texas style rap in the locker room uh, after a bowl victory. Ahmad Batman Carroll. Oh, God. Ahmad Batman Carroll for Arkansas. Batman. Please, it's a family name. Yeah, I'm sorry. Batman. Ahmad Batman Carroll is also definitely on this list because Ahmad Batman Carroll, along with Fred Smoot, they kept notes on exactly how much trash to talk to people on the field and what to tell them. All right. By person, well-researched notes, mind you. That's some Duke basketball energy. It is, but his name was Batman, and he played for Arkansas. So that's just going to cancel out the Duke basketball there for me. Mm. Arkansas Batman is not a thing we've ever explored, and I actually don't um, want to start today. Yes, we have. Ozarkham <laughs> Asylum. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I like it because he has a secret lair. <laughs> like he has his All of Arkansas. Like, Arkansas uh, is America's secret lair. <laughs> like Fayetteville is, is Wayne Manor, and then, right. and then Little Rock is... Uh, that's like Ra's al Ghul's strongholds or something. Fayetteville is probably full of Waynes. I will give them this. Yeah, middle name Waynes. <laughs> that's, that's that's the thing. Walton Manor. You change everything about Bruce Wayne if you make him Bruce Wayne Robinson, right? Bruce or like Jimmy. Just change his first name to James. Jimmy Wayne. Jimmy Wayne. Jimmy uh, Wayne Duder. Crockett. Yeah. yeah. The third. Oh, Crockett's a good one. That's an entirely. How are we feeling about Scooby Wright? Yeah, um, contender. There's a lot of... Is Arizona the highest producer of people's Heisman candidates? If I just start naming Arizona players, it really feels like it. If, yeah. As long as I leave, like, Rob Gronkowski off the list, mm-hmm. right? I don't know. I mean, even Gron- like even Arizona's best players are contenders. You know Willie what I mean? Tu- yeah, if I said, Tate, like... Nick yeah. Foles, Gronk. Willie, tu- Willie Tuatama. 
right? Scooby Wright. Scooby Wright, who was like a one-star, no-star recruit who had games where he piled up like, you know, 18 tackles and like five for loss and single-handedly destroyed Oregon season. Yeah, like Oh, oh wait, sorry. Possible. I just I just I just got past the note. Um we're we're to refer to him as Super Bowl better than Tom Brady. Um, Nick Foles. Uh, right. Oh, of yes. course. Sorry. Yes. Just a quick he, reminder. He has Is no there... other nicknames. <laughs> and and by extension, that proves that Arizona is a better school than Michigan. Sorry, this is just these are notes I'm being handed. Is there some sort of bonus point being awarded here for like West Coast players because they are on when things are sillier? They are on TV and they have you know less viewing competition. You're more likely to see these moments. Like I think that could be a factor here in Arizona and Hawaii getting lots of consideration. Yeah, because they're late night heroes, right? And like, I think it's fine to give them these extra points. I mean, I, I don't think that's like a thing to consciously adjust for. Like, I think it's fine. Like, uh, regional bias has been a thing throughout college football history. So if we want to say that this award is a little bit biased in favor of late night players, that sounds fine. Are I there think- schools that just like won't win a people's like will USC ever give us a people's or have they given us a people's Heisman or uh, Juju like Smith Juju, Juju Smith Schuster I would yeah okay okay do entire who again is is way up there on the might be too good line but also the the taunting Utah players mid play uh, I think has to put him under consideration. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's that's real strong. That's an example of my favorite. Juju would be a great a USC player making the people's Heisman list would be a great example of in in our way of thinking. Uh that's our version of adversity. You know, he really overcame playing at a a high profile school uh and being on national television every week uh to make it into people's Heisman consideration anyway. I have I have another right. I have another from USC. And that would be Adore Jackson. Remember Adore, yes. like Adore Jackson because yeah. like in addition to being a very charming and versatile player, right? Who really couldn't rack up enough sort of he couldn't rack up like the given the way he played at corner and then they sort of really they, they used him on punt returns, right? Um, he couldn't build up enough of a profile to become like a statistically super significant player in terms of awards, right? But Adore Jackson also <laughs> This is like when he got just like he got slipped and fell on a route that John Ross, like John Ross faked him on a slant and went deep in 2016, which that happens, right? It happens to good players. Um, The best part is that after that play happened, John Ross on uh, Twitter or uh, Adora Jackson on Twitter reacted with like, LOL, it happens, bro. And then, like, you know, crying emoji, crying emoji, crying emoji. It's the little things like that that get you consideration and make you an uh, an interesting player at sort of an otherwise, like, excellent football monolith. Yeah, here's a here's another one I would throw out from a big school. Uh, Denard Robinson. Ooh. Okay. I think, so, I mean, we've agreed Cardale Jones would have been eligible, right? Right. Absolutely. <laughs> so Cardale Jones would have been a front runner. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, if Ohio State's eligible, almost everyone is eligible. Let's go straight to the top here. Yeah. Notre Dame. Oh, uh, Golden Tate. Golden Tate would have been <laughs> the best case people's. Like, 
I'm sorry, but it it once no, you no, jump into the Michigan that's a State solid band, argument. Yeah. This okay. so this is a, this is another example of that. This is actually a great follow up example because this is another uh, this is another instance of a player overcoming being at a famous football school to vault himself quite literally in this case into people's Heisman consideration. Yeah. I would also maybe include Quentin Nelson in that, but I, I based that strictly on a series of cutups Cole Kublik did of him. That was like, it was like 20 snaps of Quentin Nelson taking people's souls on blocks and then just being like a giant old doughboy looking hammer of a man on the sidelines. So I might. I, I think you, that's valid. I think, yeah. Like, that's the equivalent of high stepping on a touchdown, right? He's mm-hmm. a. I would have also said Lewis Nix, mostly because yeah! he gave himself the yeah. nickname Irish Chocolate. Um, <laughs> Irish Chocolate. <laughs> I'm actually embarrassed I didn't think of Lewis Nix first because. Uh, do you guys remember the. I don't think it's up anymore, but do you guys remember the love letter YouTube video he made to Kashi yeah. Golene cereal, <laughs> yes. which oh, was, yeah. which oh. was Louis Nix lounging seductively on what appeared to be a dorm bunk bed, lip syncing to God bless the broken road while staring at a box of Kashi Golene cereal. Yeah. See, you can do this with Notre Dame. Now a, a, a bigger challenge for me because of yeah, bigger than Notre Dame. Yeah. No, a bigger challenge for Notre Dame oh. just because of how restrictive they have been under Nick Saban is Alabama. Like, can you pick anyone out of Alabama who you would go under well, Nick Saban specifically? Well, yeah, like that's hard, right? Like you can link. Pro- <laughs> link. <laughs> um, sure, you can pick people out of Alabama, not well under Saban, but I mean, who is snake. the defensive lineman who designed video games or built his own gaming? Oh, yeah, he built his he built like a gaming rig or there whatever. Was Harriet Jones. Mr. We're, Mr. we're forgetting. Hang on, we're forgetting some quarterback that ran himself a foul of Nick in like mm, a, AJ, clo- AJ, AJ McCarron is close. Yeah. No, 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 no. Nah. You're missing. You're missing. No, we're. I'm forgetting somebody super obvious. Okay. No. Like who, I'm feeling there was who was I'm, I've I've got this memory of my head of some player running a foul. Jacob Coker. Thank you. Okay. Jacob Coker is is the odds on favorite from Alabama for the People's Heisman because. Everyone sort of forgot who he was. He was just this giant. Remember, he came in uh, in a in a crisis because when Alabama lost to, I believe that was Ole Miss the second time, uh, the starter was Cooper Bateman. Cooper Batman. Copper Cooper Batman. Batman. Copper yeah. Batman. <laughs> and, and. I like how we still have these call-in responses that are like mm-hmm. muscle memory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Copper Batman. That still live in here. <laughs> but he came in, Jacob Coker came in, and didn't have a clue what was going on, and it was great <laughs> because he, in in lieu of of actually knowing where to throw the ball, he just decided to either hurl it deep or try to run over or get killed. Like that was that was his plan for the first three games as a starter, and yet eventually beat Deshaun Watson in the national title game. Right. So Jacob Coker is an example of a guy who was really good and ultimately won something, but I think you could still put there. He also wins because if you have seen the video that somebody did of a Key and Peele skit where uh, Barack Obama is code switching with handshakes and daps. um, And they did it with Alabama quarterbacks. They did it with Alabama quarterbacks. And I think any of the ones who get the daps, you can put in as like potential people, people's Heisman, like Blake Sims. 
think I think there's like massive affection toward Blake Sims among Alabama fans. I think Jacob Coker is, is in there as somebody that they feel super affectionate towards. Who, these are guys who don't get mentions because they didn't get in the NFL, right? Um, that doesn't apply, by the way. That rubric doesn't apply to all Alabama quarterbacks. In that video, the one guy who gets stiffed, um, it, it's Greg McElroy. <laughs> when, when, you know, like... He walks right by somebody trying to shake his hand. It's, it's labeled, it's labeled um, Greg McElroy. Throwback Alabama player, People's Eisman, for an entirely different reason, but I think it needs to be included. Tyrone Prothrow. Oh. Yeah, 100%. Um, also, I was going to give you... Uh, Just because, Jesus, we got to give that dude a trophy for a living. Man, we're missing an obvious one here. Now, Stabler, Kenny Stabler, I think, is also a double candidate for actual, you know, like, awarded excellence. Mm-hmm. And then you know, NFL success, but also people's Heisman contender. There's one guy who's not, but who was a good quarterback at Alabama, but is still in coaching. That is Freddie Kitchens. Freddie Kitchens. Like, he, just because one, he's say his name in, with a he's thick still accent. still in coaching. He's a goddamn NFL head coach. Is he? Yes. Is he? Wait. No, I'm, he's, he's with the Browns. That's the job. He, he's oh, the head coach. Co- yeah, the, Bra- yes. the Browns are not a shitty team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you take that shit to PAPN, Ryan. <laughs> i'm gonna quote you two things that have been said or written today that i'm just gonna hang on to for future use one yeah. the cleveland browns aren't a shitty football team and yep. two hugh freeze uses liberty as safe harbor from scandal right <laughs> there i'm just gonna take those two things i'm gonna put them in the fridge and guess what they're gonna keep for a while mm-hmm. i'm gonna use them when i need to okay this is recorded testimony and it is happening the other team that I was like, who is not fun and who has been really good, um, that would be very difficult to pull a people's Heisman out of, right? For me personally, that's Florida State, right? Historically, really good football team. Recent history accepted. Uh, and who would I pick out of Florida State as being like an actual interesting, fun player who I would not regard as like, you know, a mortal enemy? Devontae Freeman. Yeah, he's fun. Like, he's fun. Um, I was trying to think of players from Florida State who were Who took the fun. most shoes? That'd be... Uh, because that's definitely the most fun I've ever had with Florida State. That'd be Peter Wart. Mm. <laughs> who was an awesome college player. Like, he's almost... Who deserved, uh, who deserved the duffel bags of cash that were that were tossed his way. This this verges on this probably is in the too good category, but Jalen Ramsey. Oh yeah, yeah I you would double what? him. Jalen Ramsey has. It. I'm kind of over Ramsey, the too good he, idea. Like yeah. I don't think that matters. No, I think no, that's can... that's just adversity that has been overcome okay. on their part. Yeah, okay. but yeah, he's he's good enough that it doesn't matter. He's good. Jalen Ramsey, <laughs> if anything, yeah. has made a retro. Jalen Ramsey might be the NFL people's size. Yeah, like also the f- work done. Yeah, no, work done is 100, like, mm-hmm. work done, like, I don't, like, yeah, you give him whatever award you want, work done rules. A Florida player who, if I had to pick, like, people's champ going way back, Redell Anthony, because Redell Anthony, uh, one, w- was not scared of anyone, including people he should have been scared of, and two, celebrated a touchdown on national television by pulling out an imaginary shotgun and then emptying it <laughs> into the Alabama secondary after scoring a TD on them and in the SEC championship game. Perfect. He, yeah. I, feel like I was thinking about how Tennessee is such an unfun football program in general, but 
every season there's not a season in recent memory that i can't think of having a very strong candidate out of there i mean we're sean golden my god i mean <laughs> holly y'all have a i mean we have tyler bray who should probably be some kind of saint can we name the trophy after him you also have arian foster if, uh, you, if you have a running back, a starting running back, who conducts an entire interview as a dinosaur, he's a people's Heisman candidate. Uh, oh God, like I was, you have I to, could pull you're underrated for weirdos. No, this is what I was just thinking. Like we have this reputation as as being just like this staid, cranky Mm-mm. Michigan State type football player. But the more, the further I think back, the more I'm pulling them. I'm Inky Johnson, man. Yep, yep. Inky Johnson. Um. I, I was thinking um, John John Henderson. John Henderson. John Henderson would be my top one. In addition to just being like, no, I was speaking of the part of when in pregames when he would climb into the student section and lead chants of "Blood makes the grass grow." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just a just a big old psychotic grizzly of a man, oh. right? Real sweet dude, like real cool. But oh, like, he's precious, but not a game time. Yeah, Derek Barnett, the guy who I was like, that is that dude has is not physically gifted. Nothing about him scares and yet, me. He, and and yet, yet there are nine of him. How just, did he do that? I think I think like he's the only player I know of who could actually teleport because I never actually saw him like out of position, but I never really saw him run. I have it was no very, idea. How he did it that. was a very button mashy style of football. <laughs> um, yeah, Tennessee is that actually maybe be the best descriptor because the next play I was going to mention was the time our starting quarterback. Uh, ran into his own goalpost and concussed himself in an SEC championship <laughs> game. Did that against LSU too, right? Sure yeah. did. Yeah. Sure did. I would oh. also consider Josh Dobbs and Alvin Kamara the latter because mm-hmm. if you... The latter because he was benched for most of the time. Well, the latter because if you... Uh, say you have an award called the People's Heisman and say that means the people are literally in charge. If the people were in charge of Tennessee, they would have given him the ball. Mm-hmm. Fair. Yeah. 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 No, I think Tennessee actually we hit a rich seam. <laughs> we, we, hit, we hit we hit like That might be the only reason that I still pay attention to the team at all, although I no longer go to games or give them money. Yeah. Let me give you uh, I just want to give you two more including one that's like in memoriam and is very important, Jared Lorenzen. Yes. Jared Lorenzen at Kentucky would have won the People's Heisman. Hands. I think we should name the the trophy after him this year. That's a the man the Lorenzen trophy? Yeah. That's that's a strong suggestion. Our our attorney Ryan Nanny will figure out uh, <laughs> how to do that without estate. Yeah, matters, I, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna put butt on that. Yeah, we have to we have to make sure. And the uh, the only other one that I was uh, that I thought was man, like super productive, like a really interesting player, uh, and, and yet like at a team that where I have a hard time pulling those guys um i think it's another another in memoriam stanley mcclover at auburn because he was the guy who was a very productive lineman um is no longer with us and did an entire interview where he talked about um his mortal fear of frogs oh this is where i have to return to another tennessee player because how could we forget eric barry's fear of horses (laughs) that's it (laughs) So that's a little tip for any for any aspiring people's Heisman finalists. And have an animal fear. Dis- disclose a confusing animal fear. If you say <laughs> not just fear, 
Right. Like you can't, you can't just say, I'm scared of sharks. Like That doesn't mean anything. Well, I think I either know. a fear or the other way. Like Ed Oliver would have gained a lot of points, right. as would have Devin White, for owning mm-hmm. horses. Right, right. Yeah. But like, go on in an interview, I'm scared of tilapia. Okay, now we're talking. If you uh, say that or you say, I own a tilapia farm, right, that's right. also fine. <laughs> yeah. Except that who, might get you to NCAA trouble, hard to say. Who is the player who is literally a chicken farmer? I can't. Oh, Von it, Miller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Von Miller. That mm-hmm. you, Von Miller's a consideration for sure. Von Miller and Ed Oliver both uh, are could have could have won both. Tex- Texans have a natural advantage here. Mm. <laughs> are you are you naturally encouraged to be larger than life? Are you uh, agricultural adjacent? Yes. I'm, bu- I'm building my own space shuttle. Self funded. Yeah. Are you smarter than you should be, but in kind of a weird way? Mm. Right? Like Von Miller. Yeah, man, I'm a scientist. Cool. A poultry scientist. All right. Now we're talking. Better. Yeah. Even better, y'all. Who is, I was thinking about players who might have won their way into the circle through fashion. Who's the Miami quarterback from a couple years back? Ja'Cory Harris? Ja- yes. Ja'Cory Harris. Yeah. Ja'Cory Harris was actually, I feel bad saying this, was too bad to be no like because because i know but the problem was jacory harris like i'm pretty sure if you were to to uh see like what gets filled out in google next to him arm punt is going to be on there like you can't you can't that's, that's in his favor here i disagree i think it's just too too much of a like lasting memory of like all right spencer we have two yays and a nay what's your up or down I think he was too bad. Oh, I know. Or okay, we're gonna let Floyd decide. But Brian, I am. Hang on, guys. Hang on. There's five of us. We need to have the fifth man vote. Brian. Damn it. The other problem with <laughs> the other problem with Corey Harris's candidacy is that, in the same way that Jason's saying, the West Coast players get this kind of inadvertent bump because they play at night and they play weird games whatever like if you play at miami you really have to go above and beyond to stand out at miami i don't know i feel like he gets the the thursday night bump because miami was on thursday every week during yeah Mm -hmm. oh god that's true i have um i have one case uh that i think really bolsters jason's insistence that excellence in uh both the pros and in college is not necessarily a disqualifier or even a, a factor that we should consider um and it's this rex grossman Dion sanders brandon cox mar marshawn lynch yeah. Woo! Yeah. because marshawn lynch it, this is the amazing thing about marshawn lynch marshawn lynch was uh as much of a college football type college football player as you could want right he was the guy who leaned back and told the crowd, like, hey, this line's doing work, y'all. The I'm inj- taking them all to Sizzler. The injury cart uh, incident? The- Which has since been memorialized in a uh, bobblehead. Yeah. Wait, has it really? Yeah, they Cal gave it away last year, two years ago, something like that. Yeah, and how did and how oh, did God, and beautiful. how did he enter the field for that glorious occasion? On a cart with his mom. Yep. that's right and just in case he couldn't be cooler right he was the guy who um he, this past year we we saw marshawn lynch at the super bowl when he came to uh when he came to atlanta this year where did he do his autograph signing at the west end mall athlete's foot that's right with the people um 
has a great cameo on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. Oh, he does. Danced with the cheerleaders after touchdowns, um, often with the ref begging him not to. <laughs> like the refs in the background, like, dude, don't make me throw the flag. Please, please, sir. <laughs> please. Sir. Like they're just they're just trying to shove him. Like, don't make me. This is fun. Stop. And the cheerleaders also shocked, pleased, but shocked to see Marshawn doing their routine with them on the sidelines. But also like as cool in the pros, right? Like he only became more Marshawn. Like what a like rare instance of that happening. So I think like an uh, obvious people's Heisman choice is Marshawn Lynch. And that kind of defeats the whole like too talented argument. Now, I wanted to close this though with this. Um, did we forget anybody who should go on the watch list this year? Because like Cole McDonald, clear front runner. Right? I, it's we haven't seen week one's games yet. It's way too early to say. Yeah, I yeah. almost I almost think a watch list um, is impossible for this award because a lot of it in many of these cases, not it's all, situational but it, and surprise dependent. Yeah, yeah. exactly. In, in a lot of these cases, these are players we're talking about. Like Joel Lanning's a great example. No, you you would not have entered that year thinking the most interesting or intriguing or delightful player is going to be an Iowa State quarterback who converts to linebacker and becomes the team's leading tackler. No, you I wouldn't have been able to predict that. Just got okay. lucky. <laughs> I think I think Spencer, like what you'd be looking at there is like a list of 2018's considerations who are still around, right? Right. Correct. Yeah. Correct. You would look right. for people. Like, let's see what Rashawn Golden does this year. Yeah. <laughs> He's punching footballs loose in the pros. Shh. He's he's since gone viral with his his mighty violent hands again. <laughs> I mean, I know I know one returning starter who is definitely a top five watch list people's Heisman candidate, and one very close to your heart, Jason. Yeah. Well, it's Joe Burrow. Oh, we, right, right, right. We yeah. spent many minutes talking about. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. So, so already. he's so he's so he's also on there as somebody who is like definitively on the watch list i can't think of anyone else who is super obvious but yeah we'll we'll, we'll watch we will watch yeah i guess we should guess we should watch football yeah I mean, that's, the, that's kind of our job so. Interesting. Yeah. the other thing that i wanted to ask is do we have any names that won't get us sued sitting right here before we take it to the people which we're going to take it to the people but any that we want to get off our hearts before we begin that for for the award itself, yes, for the award itself, I'm I'm mm, that let's, won't let's, that won't get us later. I think that's for later in the season. Okay, let's, yeah. let's hang Can on. Can I that. offer my one idea there? Yeah, sure. just just to throw it out. We I see no it, way of stopping you. <laughs> I mean, you could just press stop. There's, yeah. there's a button called stop. It would stop me. Um, no, now the people listening to this podcast know that they have that shit. button too. <laughs> God damn it! You've ruined us. <laughs> I, I think it would be fun to name the award after it, a particularly accomplished NCAA 14 creative player. Um, and I think if anyone out there has a player who truly fits the bill, I think the shutdown full cast account would like to hear about this player. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe we'll use one of these names. Maybe we won't. Um, no one else on this, uh, on this recording needs to actually look at these because I, I, I see them. You know, so they, they, they won't they won't they won't clog your mentions. Just mine. <laughs> hey, 
It's John Gennaro, executive producer of SB Nation's team podcast. The NFL season's almost here, and if you're anything like me, you're looking for a podcast that covers your team to get caught up on before the kickoff of the regular season. SB Nation has got you covered. We've created 32 NFL podcasts, one for each team's fan base, hosted by fans of that team. If you're looking for a deeper, funnier, nerdier, and more authentic podcast experience than anywhere else, you'll definitely want to check it out. Not every NFL fan is the same, and SB Nation is there for the ones that want to hear about their team. Subscribe today and you'll get new episodes for news, game previews and recaps, in-depth analysis, and more. Find the podcast for your favorite football team at SBNation.com slash NFL Podcasts. I'm musicologist Nate Sloan. And I'm songwriter Charlie Harding. We're the hosts of Switched on Pop, a podcast about the making and meaning of pop music. Every week, Nate and I break down the most captivating hits, trends, and artists to understand what they're doing, what they're saying, and what makes them so infectious. We speak with some of the world's most interesting musicians, songwriters, producers, and journalists to help us better appreciate the songs that surround us and the ways they change our culture. If you love music, you're going to discover something ear-opening in Switched On Pop. So join us. Subscribe to Switched On Pop for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or in your favorite podcast app.